At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We are off and running on the Nightcap alongside. The pride of Tulane University on National Signing Day, Sean King. I am Tim Murray. It is a great day in the city of Las Vegas. Did you catch the billboards driving into work today? I did not. What I miss? Super Bowl 58. It's official. It'll be coming to Las Vegas February of 2024. Plastered all down the highway. Every single billboard was showing that the Super Bowl will be here. We knew it was happening earlier this week. It was reported. We talked about it on the show, but it became official today that in two years, Sean, the Super Bowl will be here in Las Vegas. Yeah, Vegas is popping. We have the Raiders now. National Football League is here. We have the Golden Knights. The National Hockey League is here. May have Major League Baseball. Maybe. At some point soon. That's WNBA. WNBA. The Aces are here. We have AAA Baseball. Mm. And now we get the game of all games. The draft is here this draft year. Is here. I mean, I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. Yeah. It is uh, It is a phenomenal time to live here in Las Vegas. So, uh, had to bring that up. Uh, we've got uh, we've got a game going on that uh, you have a little, little point on. Uh, you're on the Lakers, and they are trailing by three right now to the Mavericks late in the fourth quarter. Big possession here, and the Lakers got the ball. So we'll. Uh, Sean might be a little preoccupied here to uh, to start this one uh, as the Lakers and uh, LeBron just missed a three. So, oh, as we do play by play in the final seconds. Oh, oh yes, there you go, yes. yes. Hopefully we get overtime because the Lakers are the favorite. And as my esteemed co-host Tim Murray always says, overtime is where dogs go to die. So hopefully the Mavs minus Luka die in overtime. And uh, wouldn't you know it, a North Carolina Tar Heel helping you out right there. Wayne Ellington uh, burying that three-pointer from the corner. So with two seconds to go, it is uh, currently Lakers and Mavericks tied up at 93 uh, that spread going off. Lakers minus three and a half at most spots. I took a money line. Okay. Yeah. So, I wasn't fooling around. That three. Don't hope. trust 15 and 13 teams to cover numbers. So <laughs> just win the game outright. Uh, got a couple other NBA games to come later on this evening. Washington, Sacramento, Clippers, Utah, Memphis, and Portland. We'll be keeping you updated on those games uh, as the evening goes on. Not a big night in college basketball, uh, but another kind of crazy day when it came to COVID-19 in the NFL, Sean. And we've got some really uh, big-name players who 
are likely going to be sidelined. Some of these have already been officially ruled out. Some of them, you know, with the protocols of vaccinated players, they could potentially uh, get themselves back in. Uh, Chris Jones for the Chiefs. We'll start with this game, uh, the Chiefs and Chargers. That's tomorrow night. Great game on Thursday Night Football right now where the Chiefs currently a three-point favorite. Rashawn Slater, the left tackle, the rookie, out of Northwestern. He is out due to COVID. Chris Jones, this is something to keep an eye on. He was placed on the COVID-19 list, but I believe there are thoughts that he could potentially play in this game. So keep an eye on that. No official ruling on that. We do know Rashawn Slater is out. Uh, when you look at Chiefs and Chargers, and we're going to get to you know the rest of the league and, and how different teams have taken hits across the league here, uh, Sean. But when you look at Rashawn Slater being out for the Chargers, how big is that? Los Angeles well it's big you know it's very hard to find plug and play left tackles you know that come in as rookies and contribute and play at a high consistent level on a winning football team but having said that look at Green Bay Green Bay is playing with four backup offensive linemen so the teams that are really going to be a threat come to playoffs they can fight through injuries Arizona earlier in the year lost Kyler Murray DeAndre Hopkins still find a way to go two and one through three games I know DeAndre Hopkins is now out for the rest of this regular season. So they're going to have to figure out how to win without their best player. So injuries happen this year. It looks like COVID is going to continue to happen. The good teams will still find a way. All right, let's get to uh, the game on Saturday night. Uh, in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, the Browns opened against the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, the look-ahead line was uh, almost a touchdown in favor of the Cleveland Browns. Uh, this opened on Sunday at six and a half, and then with all the news continuing to come out, COVID-related, the Los An- the Las Vegas Raiders are now a one and a half point favorite here at Circa, one point favorite as you see on the screen there at DraftKings. Who's out? Baker Mayfield, uh, John Johnson, Jarvis Hen- uh, Landry, Wyatt Teller, Jedrick Wills, and Kevin Stefanski also out. Uh, for the Browns, uh, a couple other coaches as well. And, uh, you know, you talked about it, I want to say, was it New Orleans? They were missing a bunch of coaches earlier this year. Mm -hmm. And something that you brought up was, you know, how much that, you know, meant to New Orleans ultimately losing that game. Uh, I think it was down in Jacksonville, if memory serves me correct. Browns right now with everything going on, can they find a way to win this game? Yeah, absolutely, because I think the Browns' offense is actually better with Case Keenum. And it's sad to say that because Baker Mayfield was the number one pick in the draft, but in their last six games, let me give you the point production of this Cleveland Browns' offense. They scored 10 versus Pittsburgh, 7 versus New England, 13 in a win versus Detroit, and 10 versus Baltimore. And went 1-3 in, in those games, so it's not like, they were lighting it up with Baker Mayfield at quarterback. This may actually be an asset and a benefit. They get back to trying to run the ball. I think Case Keenum does a better job under pressure than Baker does on a consistent basis. I still think Cleveland is capable of winning and covering this line. I'm just fading the Raiders as well. So this is as much a play against them as it is for Case Keenum. You know, as the quarterback of the Browns offense, it just looks like the Raiders have turned it in. They've packed up. You know, guys have already called the apartment manager, the condo lease office, and said, hey, I'll be out of here day after the last game. So traveling to a cold weather 
city, you know, it's going to be windy, cold. I'm still going with the Browns. Tell you what, if you uh, if you believe in the Browns, this is a pretty good teaser opportunity. Uh, I know everything that's that's gone out there with uh, with COVID uh, and, and how many players are out, but you're looking at a one and a half point spread uh, with a total of 38 and a half. Home team getting it up to seven and a half. As you mentioned, the Raiders are kind of uh, in disarray. So, uh, by the way, head over to Veasan.com. And uh, we've got a COVID tracker. Uh, ben Fox tweeted it out. Uh, that is NFL. Head over to VEASAN.com. We've got the COVID tracker there uh, for all the players that are missing uh, for this weekend. And uh, another team that has been just just uh, ravaged with, uh, with COVID-19 is the uh, Washington football team. Jonathan Allen, he is out. Uh, Matt Ioannidis was added to that list, defensive tackle. So that defensive line, we already know there's no Chase Young. He's out for the year uh, with his uh, ACL. Uh, you've got Jonathan Allen now out. He is a he is a pro bowler. Montez Sweat was out last week. I believe he is out again. We don't know. He is unvaccinated, so that is a different protocol. Uh, backup quarterback Kyle Allen was placed on the list today. Cam Sims, wide receiver. Placed on the list today, Kendall Fuller, starting uh, cornerback. He was placed on the list. So they've got a ton of players that are out uh, in this spot. And, you know, Washington, I thought they played pretty poorly uh, last week against Dallas, especially offensively. And now they are a seven-point underdog against Philadelphia. And this kind of bums me out because I was looking at this as Philly was going to be one of my best plays. Mm. But the COVID situation has turned you know Philly into a full touchdown favorite so I'll probably lean a little more to the under I do think this could be a slower low scoring game um so that's what I'm leaning right now but I'm not really afraid of the seven I, I'll, I'll make a decision I just want to make sure that Jalen Hurts doesn't wake up Saturday morning and test positive for COVID yeah. so I'm really waiting to the last minute for all of my NFL plays you know and I advise a lot of people out there to do, the do that as thing. well because you just can't predict, first of all, if someone of significance is going to end up in a COVID protocol or the amount. It can be a volume thing or a significant player thing when it comes to this COVID protocol. So I think slow to the window is probably the best option well, moving forward. And especially with these teams that have you know had these slowly kind of positive uh, tests pop up, you just don't know. Yeah. You don't know if more are coming. Uh, the Rams, another team. We talked about them a little bit yesterday. Odell Beckham Jr. This bummed me out. Uh, tested positive oh the God. other day. Jalen Ramsey, prior to the Cardinals game, he tested positive. He was out. Uh, they've had a handful of players. Justin Hollins, Tyler Higby. he missed the Monday Nighter. And you were all ready to fade the Rams. Oh, man, I the was Rams. on Seattle money line. And uh, now you still can get the Seahawks plus four and a half. At Los Angeles. Yeah, I can't even say that I should have bet it because I just told our listeners to <laughs> right. be slow to the window because this could have very easily been the It Seahawks. was seven. But I think Jalen Ramsey and Tyler Higby are going to play, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Uh, they'll have an opportunity to right. uh, test out of it, yeah. Yeah, so, again, I still like Seattle to win this game outright. I just think this is a letdown spot for the Rams. They felt like they proved themselves against Arizona last week. Seattle's a team that's playing better the last two weeks. Russell's healthy. That offense is back to being explosive. 
And I was really hoping this line was going to stay. Was it seven? I think it opened up. It was seven on a Tuesday morning. Yeah. And then the news started to come out more and more of those positive tests. And that's where we stand now at Rams. Still a four and a half point favorite. Sticking in the NFC West, a massive, massive loss for the leader of that division. We'll discuss that next right here on the Nightcap. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back in this segment of the Nightcap being brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage, cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, no batteries to charge, or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. For your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head on over to Zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's ZYN.com slash find. This product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. It is the nightcap here on Beeson. <laughs> Man, I am watching. I'm keeping an eye on this game that Sean has. Hardaway He's- is channeling his inner stuff. Curry. 101 to 101. Tim Hardaway Jr. just buried a deep three. From the logo. So it is uh, all tied up again. This is in overtime. The Lakers went off as a three and a half point favorite. Oh, Russell Wilson shooting a three. Wow, it actually went in. That is stunning. That is like a blue moon. This uh, is one of those times where you're just looking at the TV like, just end. Wager gods, if you just get me through this one, I'll never bet NBA basketball, <laughs> specifically the Lakers, again. <laughs> like, this is unnecessary so, let me for take, the game to be this tight with no Luka. Take me through the thought process. Luka goes out and you say, give me the Lakers? Yeah, money line. Okay. Just to win outright. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a solid I, wager. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. I, no, I didn't say you did. I'm just yeah. saying I thought that was a solid wager. But you, you are a big proponent. Of not really dabbling in the yeah, association. I, I, I look for this. spots, you know, and I've kind of been a little more cognizant of what's going on because of the COVID issues uh-huh. that exist in NHL, NBA, NFL. You know, if you can find a spot where you think there's some value, I thought tonight, no Luca. You know, no well, problem. Hopefully, hopefully, it comes home, and hopefully, I'd uh, rather be up 104, 101 than down. That is 104, 101. I was, you would say facts. Yes, uh, and you said that a lot today on Twitter. You were busy on Twitter today. Yeah, I had to, I had to get some straightening. Yeah. I was doing the good Lord's work today. <laughs> well, uh, we'll get to Sean uh, and his uh, his discussions on social yeah. media yeah. today. He was. Uh, it was entertaining to sit back and read those, that, that's for sure, yeah. uh, as the day went on. Hey, Ryan Harris, uh, he will join us from Altitude Sports in Denver, former Bronco, Super Bowl champion, also a very well-educated man from Boise the State, right? University of Notre Dame. Oh, Notre Dame, okay. Boise State. Wasn't there a Ryan? 
Yeah. Uh, offensive lineman that was from Boise State. Well, Ryan Harris is the offensive lineman. There, I think there was a running back from oh. Boise State or something like that. But also, Ryan will be on the call of Chargers and Chiefs tomorrow night. So we got a lot to get to with Ryan Harris coming up at the bottom of the hour. But uh, we, we had talked quite a bit about the COVID situations across the league. And uh, I just want to go quickly back because yesterday we had a discussion of who's going to win the AFC North. Now, we had heard and we knew about a good chunk of the COVID uh, issues that the, the Cleveland Browns had, Sean, as the Mavericks hit another three. Man, you can't make this up. Man, is that Chris Stapps Porzingis? I'm trying to see. I mean, who are these guys? <laughs> I mean, that's not a travel. I mean, Jalen Brunson has slid the foot like all the way across the paint. Oh, oh and they you, banked it oh in. Oh, my God. They banked it in. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Oh, 15 seconds, Brian. Just get me yeah. some closure here so I can get back to my job <laughs> and start watching this debacle of a preseason NBA championship favorite. But we discussed the um, the issues or the uh, the strength of schedule in the AFC North. And you, you said, is it worth taking a flyer on the Steelers? I I still have a hard time envisioning that. But now you look at the Browns, their odds have shifted even more north. They're plus 225 with the COVID situation that they're dealing with because the easiest opponent that they have, Sean, is this weekend, the Raiders at home. And now because of everything that they're dealing with, they're an underdog. They still have to go to Green Bay on Christmas. Uh, They still have the Bengals and the Steelers remaining. Who wins this division? I'm just telling you 12 to 1. On the Steelers looks really good. What if I told you that the second half of the Vikings game is the big Ben Roethlisberger you're going to get for this last stretch of games with him as the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers? But do you believe that? Well, I just think there's value in riding with it. I think that, that because if he goes out this weekend and has a big game, you're not getting 12 to one. So you've either got to put all your chips in the middle of the table and say I'm all in and hope your aces hold up, or you're going to fold. Did he get fouled, too? Austin Reeves, the pride of Oklahoma, just buried a three, half-court shot at the buzzer, and Sean King is a winner. That's right. Never in doubt. Never in doubt. Never in doubt. Never in doubt. What a final play there. Austin Reeves, actually good ball movement by the Lakers. Uh, Russell Westbrook wisely didn't take an open three. They kick it out. And I'll tell you what, Lakers backers out there, are a little bit frustrated right now. Now, you had the money line. Mm-hmm. This game closed three and a half. Austin Reeves got hit. I mean, he buried that three. Watch this replay. So this is good ball movement. Ellington to the corner to Westbrook drives, kicks out, and his arm gets hit. That should have been a foul and a four-point play. People are sitting with a three-and-a-half ticket saying, man, where's that foul? The rest from Dallas. <laughs> but you didn't mess with the spread, smart man. Uh, as you say, genius is lonely. It and, is. Uh, it is. And also, for, for those wondering what the total was, did the total go down in flames? Nope. Still just got in the under uh, as the total closed 212 and a half, 107, 104, the final score. The Lakers get the win. Dallas gets the cover on the closing line. Uh, but if you were able to get in early, there were opportunities to get two and a halves out there uh, for a good chunk of the day or a two. Uh, but the closing number was Dallas 
plus three and a half. Lakers win 107-104. I didn't get your answer. We were talking AFC North. Yep. Before the end of the uh, Laker game. Mm-hmm. 12 to 1 on the Steelers. And, and hear me out. I no, I I I understand what we you're saying. We don't know what Lamar Jackson's status is. True. Ankle sprains can be very tricky, especially for someone whose game revolves around their mobility. The Browns. Half the team is in COVID protocol. Correct. The Bengals have lost two in a row. They seem to be running out of steam. So it's not like we're trying to catch the Arizona Cardinals who have a three-game lead. I mean, and the Steelers have that tie. Which could be beneficial. Yeah. Um, or, you know, what probably would have been more beneficial was, I don't know, beat the worst team in the NFL. Right, but okay. Don't tie them. Don't look backwards here. Keep <laughs> but, your eyes on the, what's in front for me, of the vehicle. At 6-6-1, six, six and one, a game and a half back of Baltimore already have law. No, they beat the Ravens, right? The two-point conversion. So that mm-hmm. two-point conversion, they beat the Ravens, so they do have that. And they end the season with them. So they have the Titans this week at home. With no Derrick Henry. They have the Chiefs on the road next week. Going to be tough. They have the Browns at home on Win. Monday Night Football. Win. And then they close against play the Baltimore Ravens for on the road. Yeah. I'm just saying Big Ben showed me something that I had not seen this year in the second half of the Minnesota Vikings game. I just have a hard time looking at that, a team that you know tied the Lions Yes, they beat the So you're Ravens. looking in the rearview mirror again. Look ahead of the vehicle, Tim. Keep your hands nine and six, eyes front, sir. Think about if Roethlisberger catches fire and he showed glimpses second half of the Minnesota game. I'm, that's all I'm going on. That ball he threw that would have given him an opportunity mm-hmm. to go for Good two. Throw. I mean, that was prime Big Ben. Sometimes when you can see... The light at the end of the tunnel, but you know you're not close enough to actually get to the door. You don't take things. It's not a, a sense of urgency. Well, Ben's right there at the door. He's already come out publicly and said, this will be my last year as the quarterback in Pittsburgh. What a better period to put on the end of his legacy as the quarterback of the Steelers than to catch fire in a conference that has question marks all across the board. If Lamar Jackson was healthy, I wouldn't be saying I think the Steelers at 12 to 1 is is a legitimate wager. With that schedule, the hardest schedule in the NFL. Kansas City is the only game that's really I'm just, I would say I'd call it an upset. I'm well, they're a dog this weekend. I don't, I don't get into that. <laughs> you don't get into that. We work for a sports gambling company. I know we do, but I'm talking about like who I think is the better team. I don't like the, the spread, I know. But, but well, you have been I don't think Tennessee is a really good team with, with Pittsburgh all year for some odd reason. Yeah, I know they knocked me out of Survivor. You yeah, think so I'd give up. I, I don't understand it. Hey, them, go bet the Steelers 12-1 to no. in AFC North. And when I say you don't get into that. Thank me later. I just spew facts, and they do have the hardest schedule based on remaining winners. You told me this when I told you to the take NFL. the Patriots to 16-1 to to win the AFC. What, what are you talking about? You just make things up. Ryan Harris will join us next. Talk some censoring tonight. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network.
The College Bowl season, folks, it starts on Friday in the Bahamas. And VSIN, we've got you covered. Our all new bowl betting guide. Get matchup analysis on every bowl game, including insights, trends, data, predictions to help you make your best bets. Whether you're making a bet on every game, playing contests, or just want to find a few key high value opportunities out there, the VSIN College Bowl Betting Guide can help. Give you an edge. Get your digital copy today for $19.99 at thebeeson.com slash bowl guy alongside former two-lane green wave great. Yep. Repping his two-lane gear right there. Still waiting for some of mine. That's all right. Number one in the city of New Orleans. It is uh, Sean King. I am Tim Murray, and I'm sure probably repping some blue and gold as he's about to uh, hit the Hit the flight to Los Angeles. He'll be on the call radio side for Chiefs and Chargers tomorrow on Westwood One. Uh, you can catch him on Altitude Sports in Denver, a fine partner of VEASAN as well, and uh, also on Notre Dame's radio network. And he wrote a book. Good Lord. He does everything. Does he sleep? Mindset for Mastery, an NFL Champion's Guide to Reaching Your Greatness. It is Ryan Harris. Ryan, we appreciate it, man. I know you're about to board a flight. Uh, we appreciate you jumping on. Hey, man, anything for you, too, especially Sean King, the legend of Tulane, you know? Come on. I appreciate that. I get criticized, ridiculed, talked about, talked down to on this show every day. So it's good when I have a guest comes on, and they're nice. See that? Love is greater than hate, Tim. You drive me crazy. You absolutely drive me crazy. Um, hey, Ryan, before we jump into Thursday Night Football, a game that you will be uh, – witnessing and calling on the airwaves. Uh, I got to ask, since we got you, we just promoted our bowl guide there. You'll be down in uh, in Glendale, New Year's Day. I'll be there, not working. I'll just be sitting, drinking a beer, and you'll be working and breaking down uh, Notre Dame, Oklahoma State. Uh, From, you know, the past couple of weeks, it felt like years, I'm sure, for the Notre Dame faithful. Uh, What's your confidence level on the Irish taking on Oklahoma State New Year's Day? Are you talking about an Oklahoma State team that lost to Baylor? I mean, that, that team, you know, um, you know, the confidence is high. Now they're going to be without Kyle Hamilton, who they've been without for the last probably six games of the season. Uh, Kyron Williams, 1,000-yard rusher, probably a second, third-round pick, is not going to play in the bowl game as well. But this is a talented team with depth. And the great news, either way, how the game goes, Notre Dame gets kind of a one-game season. And, Sean, you understand that with the bowl game. There's so much time in between, and if there are problems, which I don't anticipate, but if there are, you'll have one game versus an entire season to go through to fix them. I agree with that, and I just think the motivation level of the guys from Notre Dame that actually are playing is so high because they want Marcus Freeman to start his tenure as head coach out with the win. And I think it also helps that they're not going against some high-powered offense where they know going into the game they have to score 30-plus. Oklahoma State salty on defense, very average offensively. So I I like Notre Dame in this game to win and play with great effort and get the Marcus Freeman era started off with the W. Well, and it would be the first BCS Bowl, so to speak, to use an old term, that Notre Dame wins if they win it. Since Lou Holtz. I mean, I played in the Fiesta Bowl. We got smacked by Ohio State. They also changed the rule because of Gonzalez's fumble. When you make a football move, it turns into a fumble. But this is a huge opportunity for Notre Dame, Marcus Freeman. And already, Notre Dame has just entered into a new sphere of relevancy. 
especially when people, oh, you, you got to join a conference. Notre Dame's not relevant anymore. Well, why do you care that Brian Kelly left? How do you know Marcus Freeman? How does your mama know about Marcus Freeman? And how are they talking about it at the pulpit on Sunday? I mean, that's Notre Dame, God's team. We're talking to Ryan Harris, who, if you can't tell, uh, he went there. <laughs> he is uh, an analyst, too, uh, for the Notre Dame broadcast crew. So, uh, But he's, he's right on. Uh, there are a lot of mamas that are going to be watching this game. Baby, why don't you be more like him? <laughs> and point at Marcus Freeman on the TV. And I, and I was telling uh, Ryan off air, I mean, I don't know. And, and Ryan, you, you spent, what, four years in South Bend. I don't know where that barber is. Did he fly him in from Cincinnati? Because, I mean... Marcus Freeman keeps it tight up there. Hey, let me tell you what. He's a father of six, a husband of one. Somebody's got the Clippers in the house. I'll tell you that right now. You know, and he used a little Gillette, you know, back to the backside of the razor to get the edge. I mean, if he goes to a barber, that guy comes to his house. But, uh, <laughs> hey, let me tell you, if I got six kids, one of my kids is giving me the shave, too. You know, you got to work around this house, you know? All right, let's get to uh, the game you'll be calling tomorrow night. He's a busy man uh, up there at Altitude Sports as well. Uh, and check out the book, Mindset for Mastery, an NFL Champion's Guide to Reaching Your Greatness. I tell you about greatness. This is phenomenal for Thursday Night Football. Couldn't ask for much better. The stakes for the AFC West, Chiefs and Chargers. Chiefs have won six in a row. And the interesting thing, Ryan, I'm curious to get your thoughts on on how the Chiefs have been playing because defensively, it's three straight games where they've allowed exactly nine points. The offense has kind of felt almost up and down, uh, but the consistency, at least the past couple of weeks, for the Chiefs, oddly enough, has been defense. Yeah, the defense has been the best part, but that's a strange opportunity for the Chargers now. I mean, the first game they played in week three, the Chiefs had three turnovers in their first three possessions. I mean, that's awful. You're not winning any games like that. Sean will tell you that as well. But then uniquely, this game, you, you're, not, you're, you're without some of their star defensive linemen. I mean, that's going to be huge, especially considering the pass rush is the only thing that's really gotten to Justin Herbert He's been sacked 27 times, but without Chris Jones at that defensive tackle spot, that's a different defense for Kansas City. But no question, Kansas City's defense has been lights out, and the big change that I've seen on film is how physical they are. And Sean knows, when you get a team that doesn't matter what happens, they're going to hit you and hit you frequent, early and often. That can change some teams. So this is a battle for the AFC West, and some might say the AFC itself. You know what's interesting, Ryan, is I think the climate in Kansas City is a great benefit for that Chiefs defense. I think just the ability to to play in inclement weather really helps the defensive side of the ball. This game is going to be in L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chargers, the last two games, have put up 24 points in the first half in both of those games. Justin Herbert threw his 30th touchdown pass. First player at quarterback in the history of the NFL to throw for 30 or more touchdowns in his first three seasons. They're on fire. As much firepower as they have, they get Keenan Allen back. Austin Eckler's been outstanding. Mike Williams. Is this Kansas City Chiefs defense ready for this challenge? Well, and to me, and you know this, Sean, from playing, the talent has to prove it first, right? Um, But the big thing is you're going to get an opportunity to, to prove yourself against Kansas City. Now, Austin Eckler did leave with an ankle injury, ankle sprain. Uh, Brandon Staley said that it was not something that he could have went back into the game but didn't. Um, But that's going to be a big piece, too. Can Austin Eckler still run the ball effectively? 
And then look out for Justin Herbert to run the ball. He's the second leading rusher for the Chargers this year. And his ability to run in the pocket, that breaks down those man-to-man defenses. Now you got to go to more zone. Now the run game's there. The windows are there. And you're talking about a guy who had the second longest pass in the air with 62 yards in the NFL this year. Justin Herbert's playing at a high level. Back-to-back AFC Player of the Week. The last quarterback to do that, Lamar Jackson, 2019. He won the MVP. Last charger to do that, 2004, LaDainian Tomlinson. He won the MVP then. I'm sorry, 2006. So Justin Herbert is red hot right now, and the Chiefs have to stop him. Talk once again to Ryan Harris. Check him out in uh, on Altitude Sports up there in Denver. Uh, and hear him tomorrow night, Westwood 1. He'll be on the call uh, of Chargers and Chiefs. Big picture, and I'm sure you've talked about this uh, quite a bit there in Denver because it, it does feel wide open. Now, the Chiefs are on the rise. They're the favorites odds-wise, Ryan, to win the AFC. Patriots are playing as good as anybody uh, in the NFL. Team that you're going to see tomorrow, the Chargers. Right now... Who would you pick to come out of the AFC? You know, I love what the Patriots are doing, and that's also not going to win you games with teams that score touchdowns through the air. It's amazing. I mean, it's, a, it's an offensive lineman's, you know, uh, uh, explicit video watching the Patriots <laughs> play. You know? I mean, I mean, Sean King, you know, these guys are going in the I formation and running the draw. I yeah. haven't seen that, that since That was pretty impressive. Yeah, that was come pretty on, impressive. Man. Jacob Johnson is crushing cats at that fullback position. But I'll tell you what, when you talk about the AFC, I think the Chiefs and Chargers are going to end up meeting again in that AFC. I don't believe in Tennessee. Baltimore has too many issues defensively, and it's amazing. They've been running blitz zero for like 10 years, and they still (laughs) find a way to get to the playoffs. But I don't think they're real, and you got an injured Lamar Jackson. I like Kansas City coming out of the AFC. You can check him out in Denver on 92.5 Altitude Sports, one of uh, our fine partners there with VEASAN, so we always appreciate that. Check him out tomorrow night, calling the game on Westwood One. You'll hear him on Notre Dame's call of the bowl game and also his book, Mindset for Mastery, an NFL Champion's Guide to Reaching Your Guidelines. Hopefully you can get a couple uh, you know, minutes of sleep, Ryan, for the love of God, man. Get some rest. Travel safe, big dog. Hey. Hey, will do. Thanks, and fun to join you guys as always. Go there Irish. Is. There he is, Ryan Harris. We appreciate his insight. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. It is the Nightcap here on VEASAN. This is the Nightcap on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Save 50% off a VEASAN all-access subscription for the rest of the football season with our big game special. Get access to our in-depth matchup analysis, trends, and picks for every game and sport on the schedule, including our exclusive betting splits showing you where the money is going on every game. Sign up today and you'll also get our daily best bet emails, weekly betting guides, 24-7 video, plus our new college bowl betting guide covering every bowl game. That whole package, folks, only 39 bucks. Head over to visa.com slash subscribe. Yeah, I continue to poke through that bowl 
guide. And and I tell you what, we're, we're going to have our best bets, our five favorite bets of the bowl season. That was your idea. All right. Uh, we will have those uh, next hour, so we'll be talking about that. Kenny's going to join us. Kenny White, of course. Right. He will join us uh, later on in the show. So um, I've been going back and forth, man. I, I'm having... When when lines are up so long, Sean, I, uh-huh. just, I go back and forth and I get a little, uh, I get a little, I don't know, gun shy, I guess. So it's, it's a tough season. I, go I just think you go with your gut. Yeah. If you if you like something for a sound reason and you feel very strongly about it, stay with it. I just feel like when you get a result, good or bad, you feel better if you went with what you really believed in. That's true. Yeah. Then if you let line movement sway you, because sometimes the line movement isn't right. That is true. That is very true. Uh, it all starts on Friday, noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, Middle Tennessee taking on Toledo. That line coming down a little bit. Down I like to Toledo 10. a lot. I know you do. You should wait. Yeah, you might uh-huh. you get an even 10 now. Yeah, I like Toledo a lot. I'm going to wait just to make sure that there isn't, like, significant weather issues. Like, it's not, like, windy 30-mile-per-hour winds coming off of the ocean. But, but I like Toledo a lot. Like, Jason Candle really got that program turned around. They actually went to Notre Dame, mm-hmm. should have won. Yep. Running back should have fell down inside the 10. Yep. And they'd have won the game. They didn't. And then people thought they were going to take off, and they kind of went in a lull. Yep. I think they lost three games by a combined eight points. Lost at Colorado State the following week. So Jason got it turned around. They finished the year really strong. They're running the ball effectively. They have a dual-threat quarterback. They're playing great defense. I just think they're the more talented team. They're the more motivated team. I think Jason Candle kind of feels a little slighted. Two years ago, he was the hot name. He was the up-and-coming young guy that was about to pull a Bill Napier Mm -hmm. and get a big high-end Power 5 job. And So he wants to get back on that platform. Toledo will be focused. I like Toledo to cover this number. And then the uh, nightcap. Uh, on Friday, Coastal Carolina, Northern Illinois, and you're starting to see a little movement towards the Chanticleers. Uh, that is now 11 here at Circa, 10 and a half uh, out there. Tell me something. Yes. Talk me off of NIU money line, please. They're not that good. I think the Chanticleers are extremely overrated. I think they are existing on what they have been the past two years. This year's team is not nearly as good as they have been the last two years, especially on the interior lines. They have a tough time protecting, and they have a very tough time defending the run. NIU is a team that has won a lot of close games. People have counted them out time and time again, and they found a way to continue to win. I'm leaning towards betting NIU on the money line in this game. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm thinking about laying it with Coastal or nothing. Uh, and I, I think, you know, Grayson McCall is going to be motivated in this game. Can I get a cigar bet? For what? We'll points? Do, we'll do the points. No, nah, I'm good. Or you going to tell the people you're thinking about laying it and you want a better cigar. Well, I mean, you came on the show yesterday and said that Cincinnati will win outright and you wouldn't lay the points or take the points. So, you know. Well, I said we have time. I didn't say I would or wouldn't. That game's not till December 31st. This game is Friday. I, I didn't say that I am going to bet it. Oh. I mean, if you're going to give me money line, I'll, yeah, I'll take you on the money line. I don't know yet. Let me make a call. Yeah. I mean, if you think, if you're that confident that NIU is going to win I this like game I like NIU outright, in this game. I'm telling you, I do. That's fine. Yeah. I, I haven't been decided yet. I would lean Coastal Carolina, lay in the 10.5. But if you're going money line, uh, go for it. I'll, I'll give you two to one odds on that. You can get two cigars. I get one. 
No? I'm confident over there. I just don't like to feel like you're propositioning me. Like, well, I'm getting you tried to angled. You, like, you tried you're to getting jump the in, best of the number. You, you know tried what I mean? to jump in here real quick and like, say, Aaron, do you see this? give me the money line. Like, I asked for 10.5 points, and he's talking about 2-1 to one cigars. Like, he's always trying to angle me. I give you... How about this? The the money line here at Circa is plus three thirty five. I will give you three to one odds. You get three cigars if Northern Illinois wins. I get one if Coastal. Right, wins. Remind me tomorrow. Let, let me sleep on it. <laughs> let me gave, sleep on it. Gave you fair. I gotta odds. make sure. I just gotta make sure because I haven't like looked in depth to the local media in DeKalb that follows NIU. I just want to make sure they don't have any COVID issues that I'm not aware of, or you know, someone's opted out or put in went in the transfer portal. You know, a lot of times with these Mac schools, teams are trying to poach their experienced offensive linemen, i.e. Notre Dame did it last year, you know, brought in a Mac offensive lineman who ended up being a very productive player for Kane them. Kane Madden. Right. So, CUSA, but yes, well, I get your point. Same I get your thing. point. Yeah, CUSA, all of that. Potato, potato. Yeah, Mac, mid-American, it's, it's all the same. Um, we'll, talk, uh, we'll talk some props for Thursday Night Football and this upcoming weekend. Uh, with all the COVID issues going on across the league, curious to see how Brad Evans, our good friend, is uh, is going about it. Uh, not too many to speak of right now. Uh, Big-time players uh, dealing with COVID-19 for tomorrow night's game that we just previewed uh, there with Ryan Harris. But Rashawn Slater's out. Chris Jones, defensive tackle for the Chiefs, could be out. I think it seems trending towards he might be actually playing uh, in this game, Sean. So, right now it's a three-point spread in favor of the Chiefs. Do you like the Chiefs in this spot? I love the Chiefs. Ooh, love. I love the Chiefs. I think you're going to see an offensive performance like you saw the last time they were in a dome, if I'm not mistaken, which was the Raiders game. Mm-hmm, 48-9. Yeah, I just think Patrick Mahomes, that passing attack, they're due to break out and have a big-time performance on a national stage. The defense has kind of been carrying them the last three weeks, only giving up nine points. Offense has been inconsistent. Guys dropping balls all out in inclement weather. They get indoors. They find their magic. I like the Chiefs to cover this number. So the Chiefs, uh, their remaining schedule, Chargers on the road tomorrow night, of course. Then they get the Steelers at home, at the Bengals, and they finish at the uh, Broncos. So three games on the road for the Chiefs, three out of four to close it out. Um, and for the Chargers, they win tomorrow. If they win tomorrow, they've got themselves the road to winning this division. They get the Texans, then the Broncos at home, and they finish against the Raiders. If the Chargers win tomorrow, they are in great shape yeah, to win this division. But they're not. Okay. Yeah, they're not. Just saying. They're not. If they win. Yeah. Do you like Mahomes the Chargers? for 303 touchdowns tomorrow. Oh, it sounds like you've got some prop plays that you want to make. Oh. Um, do you like this Chargers team to make noise in the playoffs? No. Why? I just think defensively they're too inconsistent. And I also think that Justin Herbert, as talented as he is, because of his inexperience, is still sort of turnover prone because he's always trying to hold the ball and make the big play, and he has the arm to do it. But I think that'll catch up with him in the playoffs. Kansas City last year make it to the Super Bowl. They were, you know, remember, they were kind of just skating by outside of the what was it the AFC Championship win over the Bills. Really weren't covering at all. Uh, we're fortunate to beat the Browns uh, in the second round. 
uh, last year when Mahomes went down, and then they, you know, they they able to throw the the bootleg there. Has this Chiefs team, from what you've seen in this six-game winning streak, fixed enough of their faults from last year when they got obliterated up front against the uh, against the Buccaneers, and then earlier this year when it just seemed to be off? Have they fixed enough to to come out of the AFC? Well, I mean, you're never going to count out Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, you know, based on their recency of success, but. I think they need home field throughout in order to come out of the AFC. I don't think they're going to New England in the AFC Championship game and beating Bill Belichick in that defense. I think he'll have a great scheme. I think he's already working on a game plan for if that potential scenario happens. And to me, if the Chiefs are the AFC representative, they can't beat any of the top-tier teams in the NFC, not the 2021 Chiefs team. I just think Packers are better, Bucks are better. And the Patriots? Yes. Patriots can run the football. They've already played a game with the Bucs that came down to a field goal. Mm-hmm. So that confidence will be there. And that's what's missing with Kansas City. They're one-dimensional on offense. That's why they're not having a lot of success scoring points on a consistent basis. Now, they're going to break out tomorrow, but it's not sustainable if they can't also run the football. Chiefs and Chargers tomorrow should be a good one. Three-point spread Great. right now between the Chiefs and the Chargers. Chiefs laying three on the road. What props should we be looking at tomorrow night? And for this upcoming weekend, a lot of different people might be touching the football. Brad Evans, our guy, will join us top of the hour. That's Sean. I'm Tim. It's the Nightcap here on Beast. 